Well, hello. Yeah. Oh my gosh, hold on. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, hi, Quinlan Danielle Posner. Hi, Carrie. <laughs> um, you are on air with Truly Darkly Creepily. <laughs> Whoa, I feel famous. You should feel famous. You deserve this. Uh, you put in a lot of legwork, actually, to be, to deserve this. I actually feel like you're the most deserving of this honor. Um, how are you feeling? Oh, so gross. Um, (laughs) oh, gross. I, have been in labor for, like, a hundred hours now. Um. Seriously? It's, it's, well, sort of. Like, I woke up at 3 a.m. last night and was like, it's happening. And then went back to bed at five and was like, I guess it's not happening. And then I woke up and was like, it's happening. And it's the kind of thing where it's similar to color. Like I, uh, I have contraptions uh, that don't go anywhere. They're just uh, waving high. They're not uh, getting much stronger and not regulating. So it's just contraptions all day long. No, are you at the ho- you're not at the hospital, right? You're at your house still. No, I'm at home. You know, I ordered some. Uh, some french fries and some soup and i'm a little like you know that was my big thing i was like i want to take a shower and i want to eat a bunch before i go to the hospital because they don't let you eat while you're in labor and i like tried to poop a hundred times because well be careful don't push too hard that shit will pop out that sounds like a real fucking fantasy honestly (laughs) you're like if i could shit this out i'll be happy yeah, but I'm, I'm actually just so tired now. So um, how far apart are your contractions? Right now, 11 minutes. Fuck. That's pretty far apart, right? For one now. Uh, they said I should come in when they're 5 to 8. Uh, or if my water breaks. There's been no water break. Uh, and there's uh, and the contractions are just not regulating Damn, that sounds so intense and honestly, truly, darkly, creepily is what it sounds like. You know, the craziest thing is I still have the acid reflux. What? So it feels like he's, you know, I just think this kid's not going anywhere anytime soon. I'll probably call you again tomorrow and be like, now there's seven <laughs> So, but has the baby dropped yet? Has he dropped? That doesn't feel like it. What do I know? I'm not a doctor. <laughs> you just play one on TV. No, but isn't it like when the baby is about to come, it's like head goes down? Is he sunny side up? What, are you a doctor? Well, I just know a lot of the lingo. And I think that that makes me... Oh, from Grey's Anatomy? Well, I did just finish, finish West Wing, like literally right before this call. So I feel like we're both really making progress in our lives respectively. So if you want political jargon, I can talk about that. If you want medical jargon, I can talk about that because of Grays. I really want the baby to... To come out. Come out of the body. Um, oh, Quinn, I'm so sorry. This is not what I... Well, so I'm just like watching murder shows while Cole watches Fantasia. And that's where we're at. Emotionally and physically, it's where you're at. Wow. But your french fries are coming. And honestly, like... I just hope they're crispy and still hot and not soggy and cold. All right. The truth is they already came and they were hot but soggy. Well, okay. I'll take one. I'll That's take what one. You get. 
you get it's i think we talked it's like it's how has no one figured out how to transport fries no this is crazy or if i am on the phone long enough will i experience a contraction and do you get quiet or do you make noise I think you're picturing TV show contractions. Let me put it to you this way. Again, I, did I not just tell you that I got all my information from Grey's Anatomy? I don't know how else to yeah. say it. So contractions are like annoying, really painful period cramps for a really long time during labor before they turn into what's called active labor. And that's when active labor is what we're looking for right now. I'm not right. going to go to the hospital till I feel active labor. And that, those are the kind of, those are contractions, let me put it this way. Those are the kind of contractions that you can't actually talk to someone during them. You have to be like really actively deciding how to deal with that pain. And gotcha. Okay. Right now I'm having the kind of contractions that I can be like, well, there was another one, everybody. And I'm not like, oh my God, I have to stop what I'm doing. I'm like, here's another annoying contraction. I'm, I just hope, I'm curious if it's going to be at all like, that woman's labor that I told you about where it was like calm and chill and like not active. And then all of a sudden it'll be like go time. It's funny. That's how my mom's acting. She's like, go, 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 go to the hospital. I'm like, (laughs) I don't think they, I don't think they want to see me. Like I think if I showed up right now, they'd be like, what are you doing here? Get out of here. Yeah. Interesting. Well, are you, they're like, like you, on talking to you it's like they'd be like what do you do you want to come here to lie in a bed and watch a murder show like (laughs) that's weird i mean i am curious about the wi-fi at the hospital truly i feel like that's something that i I can't imagine them having a good wi-fi connection let me put it to you this way if you're bringing a computer to the hospital to like watch a show during your labor you probably shouldn't be going to the hospital (laughs) so i'm gonna wait till Watching a murder show feels like it's off the table, Can you, and then like, I'm going to call a car. Do you know what the what the mode is of, like, what can you speed it up? Like, are you walking in place and stuff? No, no, I'm exhausted. I'm lying down watching a murder show. All right. Well, the Koa watches Fantasia. What murder sh- Okay, the question everybody is going to ask is what murder show are you watching right now? I'm watching the HBO movie about the Cheshire murders. Okay. It's pretty upsetting in the sense that it's like this story of these two guys that went into a house and they, um, they, I think they, basically they fucked with this family and the, the mom, they, one of them drove her to the bank and was like, get a bunch of money out for me. And she does. And while she's in the bank, she tells them what's up. She's like, I'm a hostage. This is the situation. This is where I live. They call the police. The police show up at the house and surround it, and they surround it, and for 30 minutes, they don't do anything but surround it, and in that 30 minutes, the bad guys rape the wife, strangle the wife, put gasoline on the kids, and set the house on fire in those 30 minutes. Oh, my God. And the dad lives. (gasps) No. And the dad's like... So now everyone sort of, the documentary is pretty sad because obviously like what they're looking at is what, what the fuck were you doing? Like you were all there. Like the dad got out of the basement. He had been tied up and bashed in the head a million times. He got out of the basement and like hopped through the yard tied up to try to get to a neighbor's. 
and he says when he was hopping through the yard, he saw people hiding behind trees and stuff. <gasps> like, it's just a wild story because it's just like no one. It was this little quiet town in Connecticut, and it feels like no one jumped on this. And so then, obviously, it becomes a documentary about uh, the police fucking up and the system fucking up. So now they're also having things like the brothers of the bad guys come forward and be like, they shouldn't have been out of jail to begin with. They were on parole, but why? Um, And kind of talk about all the ways this could have been prevented and wasn't. Whoa. Wild. Yeah, it's uh, some people's problems are much worse than your own. Well, that's probably At 11 nice. minutes apart here. It's nice to put it into perspective, Quinn. And then Co is watching Fantasia. So it's really about balance in your household. And that's about um, uh, a young Nikki who, when the sorcerer leaves his house, he takes the sorcerer's hat, right? And he puts it on his own head and makes a broom come alive to do his handiwork. <laughs> and falls asleep, the broom overdoes it, Nikki's trying to clean up the mess, chop up the broom, so it's sort of a murder story, but it's also a story of resurrection, because then the broom becomes a million brooms, and keeps, uh... No, 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 don't spoil it for me, don't spoil it for me. Sorry, sorry. I got worried, just at least give spoiler alert, thank you, as long as you say spoiler alert, you can spoil anything, but if you don't, you're just being a jerk. All right. Well, I'll let you get back to watching. Yeah, I'll let you know how it all ends up, both the Cheshire murder and the labor. Yeah, Cheshire murder, Mickey. You can tell me what happens to Mickey off microphone. And then, um, yeah, maybe we'll check in with you later. All right. Sounds good. All right. Quinn? Yeah. Okay. I can hear you. Well, I'm wearing a mask, and I'm in a... Wow, how many how many minutes apart are you the contractions? About three. Uh, how are you feeling? Three. Um, better in the sense that um, much worse, but better. You know, like you realize, oh, it is gonna happen. Holy shit! You're uh, three yeah, minutes in. In the last hour, just like watched we watched The Simpsons with Koa and. Uh, he doesn't get it. He doesn't understand. I I will say I watched The Simpsons way too young myself, so I feel like... Oh, yeah? Yeah, for sure. It fucked me up. So luckily he'll have a true crime co- po- comedy podcast when he's older, so that'll be fine. Well, we started agreeing as we were watching it. We were like, oh, every episode, we like, kept watching episodes because there were so many, as we were saying, G.U.L.S.'s. And, oh, oh my God, I'm having a really bad contraction. Oh, my God. Um, Breathe. Oh, my God. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Disperse. Disperse. Okay. Um, I wish you could see my face. Is it over? Okay. We're on the way. So, anyway, um... <sighs> Uh, he was laughing really hard and always like, yeah, let's put him to bed and then we'll talk about it. And then that went upstairs to put him to bed and I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it to bedtime. Oh, but here's the rub. You want to hear something totally crazy? Yes.
uh, told the midwives this is just an answering service 24 7 and it just disconnects only when you call it right what <laughs> i don't know maybe they're all taking sunday off you know i was like good for you guys this is your best one um, good for you <laughs> Get there, and they're gonna be like, "Actually, you can go back home." Holy shit, Quinn! Is Matt with you right now? Is Matt with you right now? Yeah. How's he doing? Is he breathing? Is he white? What's going on with him? I feel like he's. <laughs> you know, the call was great. He was really excited that uh, another mama, my mom, was going to put him to bed. I'm so glad. I'm just going to try to. I'm so glad your mom made it. Oh my god. Yeah, I on the prize. They got their COVID test back since they landed in negative, so everything's sort of like as it should be. Ugh. Oh, my God. And we're doing the podcast, which is also as it should be. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Hey, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully. Hopefully we'll have a picture to accompany this. I hope you're not in labor for the next week. That would be really a bummer, honestly. That would be a super bummer. Totally. Oh, my God. Don't ever say that again or I'll come after you. You can't find me. You don't know where I live right now. Let's see. That's like a horror movie in itself. Go, go, go. Contract. Let the baby go into the world. Okay. Love you guys. Be safe. Love you. Bye. Oh my God. Dear readers. (laughs) That's really exciting. Maybe the next time we talk, there'll be a baby. Okay. Signing up for now. Hi, Quinn. Hi. Oh my gosh, how are you feeling? Um, pretty good, all things considered. Really? Um, like my back is in really bad shape, but oh. um, it's been a few days since I gave birth, and now um, I don't know. I feel much better than I did the first time around, and this was a harder pregnancy and a harder labor. And a harder delivery situation. Totally. Um, weirdly enough, this was like uh, Dana from Wincola came out because they were like, the baby's in distress, the heart rate is dropping. <gasps> it was like, uh, you would have loved it. It was very Grey's Anatomy. Um, this go around? This go around, yeah. Oh my God. That's so scary. Yeah, it was wild. Well, remember when I called you from the cab, they they were like, all right, you're a few centimeters dilated, but we want you to go home for two more hours and keep putting up the good fight. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds great. I'd love to do that. So I went home and put up not the good fight. 
the lame fight. Like, I lost the fight, and after, like, an hour and a half, I was like, tell them I'm getting in a car again. <laughs> so we were back. Wait, they picked up their they, phone? I'm impressed. Yeah, I mean, it's the midwives. They're on top of it. Um, so I went back to the hospital and was like, I demand an epidural. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they were like, cool, we'll give you one in, like, an hour and a half because we have to do all these other things first, like COVID test you. And I got this funny nurse that, like, was like, I don't like to put the IV where everyone puts it in the crook of the elbow because it's easy to bend there, and then the liquid doesn't get in, and da 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 And I'm like, yeah, totally makes sense. She's like, so I'm going to do it in a weird place. And that just meant that while I was having contractions, I had this nurse weirdly stabbing me in the arm in, like, weird random spots. <laughs> with a needle and I was just bleeding and like it wasn't working I was just like bleeding so I was like you're having contractions and someone's just stabbing you it was really bizarre where I was like um I think we should just do it in a normal way maybe because this is getting this is getting excessive and I feel like adding pain doesn't take away the pain of my contractions you know yeah it was yeah just another thing on the plate um and then that was really, you know what was totally struck me as funny, though, about the whole thing? What? Is that the first time I went into labor and, like, went to the hospital, Matt was doing the thing that you, like, see in the movies where he would, like, stand by my side, everything that came in. He was, like, on it. He was, like, holding my hand. He was, like, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? And now he knows me better, and we have, like, just a different relationship after having a kid together. Um, and it was so funny because we went into triage, and I'm, lying on like a table having contractions and then midwives come in to talk to me and he's in the corner journaling <laughs> <laughs> and I was like they don't think he's such an asshole but really he just knows me and he knows that I just want to be like if I'm in pain like, if you can't actually do anything to alleviate my pain then fuck right off then get away like, from me I don't need you know, words I, I of encouragement. Like, I like, I don't give me words of encouragement because you're not experiencing it, so you don't fucking know. So go write on your journal. That's actually more productive. Totally. And I like, and it's one of those people that I like, never wanted to do. I was sort of like, I don't need anybody but the guy that does the epidural to be present is like the way I feel. Um, you, you would hate being in a high school athlete because you just couldn't handle cheerleaders. I bet they would piss you right off. Definitely. <laughs> Not my thing. Not your Although thing. Although I had like um, or maybe when you don't know someone, it's easier though too because I have to say like during the labor process, um, pushing him out. I was in the hospital. I got admitted around eleven at night, and he was born the next day at twelve thirty in the afternoon. Oh my um, god. Yeah, and it was like just took me a long time to dilate. It took a long time for his head to drop, and it didn't drop all the way. So they told me I probably can't push him out. And they're going to do a C-section because his heart rate keeps dropping. <sighs> so they're like, we're going to do a C-section. Give us a minute. And then they're like, and you're like so bummed. You're just so bummed yeah. by that news. Um, and then they were like, well, maybe if you can push his head closer, we can do suction and maybe get him out vaginally. So I was like, you're like yeah, let's whatever, do that. let's try it. Um, so even though he wasn't fully dropped, I started pushing. And again, the, I think the funniest thing that happened is Matt is, like, uh, in the bathroom FaceTiming Koa while I'm pushing. <laughs> I love this. He's, like, singing. Like, He's singing him a song. To do. 
he had like other stuff to do the whole time. And the nurses kept kind of being like, uh, Do you want to okay, see this? Or? Do you want to be present for this moment? Um, no, he was great. I'm not like knocking him. He's just very, um, been there, done that casual. I love and, that. Yeah, it was really funny. And so, did you feel all of the feelings of love when Griffin came out? You know what was so funny that happened was I was trying to push him, and they were like, oh, you're doing a really good job. Like, we can see his head now. Yeah. And one of the nurses was like, while I was pushing, was like, do you want to feel his head? And I yelled, no, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> and a minute later, she said, did you just say you hate him? And I was like, yeah. And so after he was born, I was pretty much just, like, kind of, like, apologizing to him. Like, just being like, I know we both said a lot of things in the last 12 hours that we didn't mean. We both have a lot to apologize for, and that's a weird foot to get started off on. But I think this is going to, you need to start something really good, I think. <laughs> the poor, the poor midwives are like, what the fuck is this family? Like, we is have, like, couple? <laughs> like the, the dad monster. who's just journaling facetiming really the nurse was so great she came in and she's like hi i'm michelle and then she like went up to a board that was in the room a whiteboard and there's a thing that says goals for the day that none of the nurses use in my uh experience and she writes goals have a healthy baby exclamation point have a fun delivery exclamation point and i was like michelle you're a trip because no one's ever had a fun delivery. Get out of here. But she was actually really great. All the nurses. Uh, okay, so you do like a cheerleader. She feels very peppy, this Michelle. This nurse Michelle you know has a pep in her step. She was helpful. She was like, generally very helpful. Well, she she's probably. Cheering, but she's also like getting stuff done. And, then and she knows what's done, up. She's done it before. So you're like, okay, I trust you because you've done this before. I can use your cheering on. That makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, when they told me I was maybe going to have a C-section, I got, like, a little teary. Yeah. And I was talking to them about it, and I was like, you know, I want to do whatever's safest for the baby. Like, I'm not going to tell you, like, any preferences I have, because they seem to be, it's not for, it's not a restaurant where you're ordering a fucking steak and, like, how do you want it? It's like, you're trying to get something done. And you're trying to get it done safely. So you're trying I, to get you know, a, you're, you're trying to get a person out of your fucking body. <laughs> right. So I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like uh, tell you how I want this done. When you see me getting upset about the C-section thing, a lot of that has to do with being in the hospital longer and knowing Cohen can't come see me, and that being complicated. Yeah. Other thing that has to do with is that I had such a hard time nursing Cohen. He didn't latch. Right. And it's not really clear why, but it was a really uh, difficult period of time for me trying to teach us both how to breastfeed. And the idea is if you get a C-section, I imagine it's much more difficult to breastfeed because totally. you can't even hold the baby like you normally would across your stomach. Well, you your can't even like use your stomach abs because they cut your muscles. No. Well, I don't have any abs to speak of currently <laughs> either, but... You know, it's a much harder recovery. So I was uh, bumming about the breastfeeding stuff. And this nurse, you know, kind of heard me talking about it. And she stayed in the room after he was born and hung out with us for like an hour just to make sure he was like breastfeeding and stuff. (sighs) I mean, fuck, we love nurses. God damn. How how is breastfeeding going with him? He latched. Oh, hell yeah. It happened. And so he's eating. He's, um, you know, we're like. You don't have any experience with a baby that eats really much, so we're like, this guy's great, he's a genius. 
totally <laughs> understands how the human body works and functions. Um, I would say, like, the biggest challenges, other than, you know, you're just recovering, like, you're in a good amount of pain and your body's kind of all busted up. Right. But um, aside from that and the no sleep thing, he's a guy that he prefers to sleep during the day. He's asleep right now. He sleeps constantly. And then it's nighttime. And he's like, what are we doing tonight, you guys? He's a party so, animal. A party animal. Co is still sleeping in our bed. Aww. So I've got Co on one side of me, Griffin on the other side of me, and it's like I'm in a bed with like And Matt is journaling in the corner. And Matt's journaling <laughs> in the bed in the corner. I am how oh my how's Cole with Griffin? That picture you posted, hopefully we could it's so good. Oh man. That... Cole is so sweet. Like he really loves Griffin and he wants to kiss him all the time and like tell him things. And oh. Telling people like I have a brother, and he's he's like on a superficial level, and on a level like if you ask him, he's happy and excited. But on that other level, that is the level that he is a person that has figured out in his like gut that his whole life just changed, that something really big happened, that it's not going back to the way it used to be ever, and that it's a little bit different now. And so he's having a lot of crying fits. That he can't tell you what's going on, so he'll start crying really hard, and he'll be like, "What's up?" And he'll be like, "I hate my hair." <laughs> Poor thing. And he'll be like, "Totally." And like he'll start crying, and he'll be like, "I just, um, I just don't know why I'm crying, Mama." And I'm like, "That's okay, you know." He just has like he needs a lot from us right now. And he doesn't know what it is and how to verbalize it. And obviously, he's getting like tons of attention uh, and tons of love from us and encouragement. But it's um, he can't totally figure out why he feels so different and why he yeah. feels so emotional. And it's oh, a lot. That is, I can't imagine how much that your life would totally change to add a sibling. I was the third. I was the last. So. For me, it was like, hey, this is what it is. It's never changing. But, yeah, I can't imagine poor little Koa. I mean, how is your yeah. acid is your acid reflux gone, by the way? Hell, yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. Are you, like, are you so happy the baby's out? Yeah, I'm really happy. Like, <laughs> it's much, it's more as it should be now. We should have been two people all along, I realize. <laughs> it's almost like you were meant to be two separate individual people. Yeah, the one thing wasn't wasn't working for us, so I'm glad we moved past it. I mean, he was, let's be honest, babies are parasites. Let's just call it what it fucking is. You basically got a tapeworm, and right now we needed to get rid of it. Breastfeeding babies are parasites as well, I'll tell you that. It's not much different now, but um, he's, like, much cuter than he was when he was in my stomach. Like, I can see him, and I'm like, oh, dang, you and are so cute. When are you going to have wine? Oh, I don't know. That's interesting. I thought I would yesterday uh, with Thanksgiving, and I thought I'd have a glass of wine, but I guess I just don't want one yet. I, you'll you know, get there. I want... Hey, Quinn, you'll get there. Don't worry. I believe in you. You're going to get back to fighting the old, shape. The old me will be back in no time. The old you will be back with some fake eyelashes, a bold red lip, and a white wine. And I think that's, I think by the time. That's what we all want. That's what we all want. So I'm going to tell you, uh, my little bit of hilarity drama that ensued. Yes. Um, so my parents, as you know, are sitting here because um, they're watching. They're watching Co. When we're at the hospital and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad is sleeping downstairs at the boys' place. My parents don't share that because my dad snores too much. 
<laughs> and um, so he's sleeping downstairs, and last night the doorbell rang. What? At two thirty in the morning. <gasps> no. So he just turned on all the lights and didn't answer it. Like, what do you do? Yeah. I think they thought that they uh, everybody had um, was gone. Was the thought that everybody had is is somebody like casing the place because it's Thanksgiving or people seeing like. Is yeah. No one home. Yeah. So we found out today because I was like, called the boys and was like, someone rang your doorbell at two thirty. Or was it just like a really like, dedicated Amazon employee? And they're like, it was the police. What? And we're like, oh, why? Adam's wine store got broken into, and the police <gasps> know where he lives, and that it's just up the block. So they were coming to tell him. I think. No, his store because got broken the, into. Mm- yeah, a drunk guy threw a log through, like, a window and broke it and grabbed, there were cans of wine on display, grabbed the cans of wine, went around the corner and just sat down and started drinking them. <laughs> they totally caught him. It's totally hilarious that that's what he was doing. I love how there's, but, like, beautiful bottles of wine in there. He's like, I'll take a can. I'll take I'll a fucking, well, he, he did have a wine opener. what he wanted. It's like it's this hysterical. great, he's, he's a big fan of the Underwood canned wine. And he's like, sure, sure, sure. This is great. I know what I'll do. I'll take a log, a fucking log in Brooklyn. Or was yeah, it... good point. But it was, it was definitely what it was. I don't know what else to call it. God, I love but, that. I love but, that. I'm so. There was a, a giant hole in the store. <laughs> oh, my God. You don't want to like leave. The cops are like, what do we do? Like, it needs to be secured. It's not like they can be like, bye, and leave a giant window totally. broken in the liquor store. So totally. uh, it had to get handled, but Adam was obviously not home, but my dad was. And I liked that my dad did not answer the door because he had answered the door. The police would have also been like, you don't live here. <laughs> I mean, although maybe the guy who did it might need a criminal defense attorney and maybe could like Larry would be like, you know what? I'll represent him. It would be a for sure a conflict of interest. But I would love the like sitcom situation where your dad represents. I just want to make a sitcom on here on Larry. That's really what I want. (laughs) He was born to be a sitcom, that guy. Gwenlyn, you're a mom times two. You did it. You fucking pushed a baby out. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Well, now i got to go breastfeed that baby, but... Boobs! That baby great. loves boobs! All right, well, I'm glad, give your, I'm glad your nipples have purpose. I'm really proud of well, you for that. Me, how was your, before I go, though, tell me how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, my Thanksgiving was really good. It was really intimate. Um, I ended up getting sick from my nephews... Um, with colds and getting sick right now is a really precarious situation. It's so scary, but I was so comforted because everybody had the same things, which was just like a really runny nose, congestion and sneezing. But it was like, there was that moment where you're like, who is it? It's kind of like a whodunit vibe, but it was poor little Tommy who's one year old. So you can't really get mad at the kid for that. That's the right one. That's the right one. If someone, if I volunteer someone as tribute, I I want it to be the young kid who no one will get angry at, you know, instead of like the aunt who, you know, is single and 
doesn't have a direction in her life. You know, I mean, things like that. Things. Yeah, she, she sounds like a villain. Oh my gosh, I have to tell you, I went. I had a um, Friendsgiving virtual, and uh, I had to come up with a costume. And I wanted to tell you my costume. I have bangs, as you know, dear readers, and or maybe you don't know, but I have bangs now. And I wanted. I was like, I, if I ever had a costume right now, I need to utilize these bangs. So I stuck my bangs straight up. And then I wore a Christmas onesie and put a bow in my hair. And do you know what I was? No. I was, there's something about Merry Christmas. Oh, that's adorable. (laughs) Isn't that really good? I came up with that like 20 minutes before. On the fly? On the fucking fly. That, I felt really proud of that. I'm going to be honest with you. And... My dad just recently told me, he was like, hey, Carrie, send me your podcast. I'd like to listen to it. How nice is that? The question is, is which one do I get him to listen to? I know. you got to do a screener. I know. i got to do one that's, like, not too you crazy. you got to go back and start listening to all of them. I know. Well, I think there's probably a couple episodes that are more benign stories. I'd probably stick with those. I'm more worried. But the benign stories is one thing. I'm more worried about our banter. What do I want my dad to know? <laughs> Oh, interesting. Quinlan. I'm out there with my family. You know what? And bless you for that. Me, I feel like, you know, Irish Catholic, Midwesterner. I don't know what to tell you. You keep things to yourself, and that's just the truth. (laughs) Quinn, you had a fucking baby. You did it. I did. You did it. I'm so proud of you, and I'm so excited to meet Griffin. And feel free to send me all the pictures in the whole wide world. I'll send you one. Yeah, I'll send you one. Um, I'll post. I'll post oh, it with this episode. Perfect. Also, perfect. do you have a do you have a title for this episode that you're thinking of? Um, I just want to say, how about I hate him? <laughs> I'll just say I hate him. Colon a special surprise episode <laughs> when I post it oh, tonight. God. Like when I laugh, I'm scared my stitches will come out. <gasps> oh, oh no! God. It's don't so funny. Don't laugh. Don't ever laugh eight ever pounds. again. Oh, did I tell you that? Eight pounds? He was eight pounds? Eight pounds. And I and um, I did it. And <laughs> they didn't use suction. Wait, no. Did they, did they use forceps or anything? No, no. I did the whole program. Holy shit, Quinn. I did the whole pushing program and I tore, but I did it. Eight pounds through your hoo-ha? Holy yep. hell. You I fucking know. showed up up hard and when's his birthday his birthday is on the 23rd 24th yeah 23rd 23rd oh my god one of my dearest dearest friends is on the 23rd and he's gay so i think you could have a gay kid fingers crossed um he's already the duteous dude (laughs) shit like he he, he's such a bro like he just like looks around the room like he couldn't like bother he like kind of rolls his eyes on all of us like it's really <laughs> that doesn't so, mean he's not gay I'm just saying that's the toot it's like Koa was wide-eyed wonder this baby is like has been places wait a minute do you feel like Koa's Matt and do you think Griffin is gonna be you kind of <laughs> I think that's for sure what's gonna happen <laughs> that's funny oh I can't wait to meet this kid oh fuck I'm excited <laughs> Yeah, he's a riot already. All right, eight pound Griffin, welcome to the world. Indeed. All right, I love you. I'm so glad you're okay. I'm so glad you're healthy and Griffin's healthy and you guys are home and you're surrounded by a lot of people who can help you. Yeah, everything's relative. 
Everything's relative, including the people who are helping you. Including, Ayo. including the relative. Okay. Oh, maybe that's the title. Everything's relative. Every, it's all relative. It's all you don't relative. Want, you don't want I hate him? Well, I do think that's the funniest thing that was said. at the, I was trying to think what the funniest thing was that happened at the hospital. That, I, and when I felt his head start to come out, I did just start yelling, help me, help me, help me. Oh, Quinn. Which was mostly because I felt like I had done all I was asked to do, which was get the head close enough that someone would help. And my idea was like, I can't do it on my own. And the whole time I was like, I can't do it on my own. Oh. But you so did as it. As his head started to come out, I was like, now it's someone else's turn to do the work. And they were like, no, finish the job you started. They literally were like, somebody said, they were like, we're kind of past the point here of no return and that's what you want to hear and that's really what you want to hear when you have a head coming out of your hoo-ha that's really we're past the point we can't help you i wanted to be like i wanted to be like can we take 10 and they were like no that's so sad was matt journaling (laughs) i think that was taking pictures um oh no i do have some pictures of the actual birth i don't think and he did watch and he was like whoa because when Cole was born, didn't he just yell, he is born? Yeah. He was like, yeah, he did a musical number. All right. Go, go feed your kid. I love you. Give right. Matt a big hug. Love Tell you. your whole family I say hi. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> we got a baby. Okay, dear readers, thanks for joining us on this special episode. Um, we'll see you next week for our regularly scheduled programming. Take care, stay safe, happy December. If holiday music, if Christmas music is your vibe, enjoy. Enjoy.